Twelve-year-old Kyle Westergaard was halfway through his route, delivering the Grimstad Tribune, when he heard the high whine of car engines out on the highway in the dark. He eased his bike to a stop, never easy with the bulging canvas newspaper panniers hanging down on either side of the front wheel, and squinted south across the dark prairie. There were a lot of hot cars around town these days, and these particular cars were screaming. Kyle wanted to see them before they had to slow down to enter the town of Grimstad. He liked this view from the chalky bluff, and he looked forward to it every morning. It was the only thing on his route he looked forward to. His newspaper route was the worst one in town, and the farthest one from the Tribune dock. It was assigned to him because he was the newest carrier. His mom had said she'd drive him when he signed up for the job, and he handed over his signing bonus of $250. But after his first day on the job two weeks ago, she'd never been able to get up on time. Instead, he paddled his bike to the Tribune and got in line behind the other carriers, most of whom were older and had cars. His route included all the new houses they were building on the south side of town, and the homes that got the newspaper were few and far between. Kyle spent a lot of time and effort riding his bike around mounds of dirt, fresh concrete curbs, and piles of lumber and building materials to locate the subscribers. Most of the people who lived in the new part of town were from somewhere else and couldn't care less about local news, so they didn't subscribe to the paper yet. At least, that's what Alf Peterson, the old gnome in charge of deliveries, told Kyle at the newspaper building. Although he had no trouble locating the houses for subscribers, he was good with street numbers and numbers in general, he was still having trouble keeping track of all the special requests. Some people wanted their paper placed inside the storm door, some wanted it on their front porch, and one lady wanted it in her mailbox. He got confused over who wanted what, and he heard about it when the angry customers called Alf to complain about him. Too many had called, Alf said. Kyle's job was on thin ice. He paused and listened as the car engines got louder. He still couldn't see them. It was unusual to be able to hear them. On most days, there was an endless stream of heavy trucks on the highway to Watson City, and the usual traffic noise would have drowned out the sound and impeded the car race. It was another cold morning in the town of Grimstad in western North Dakota. Condensation billowed around his face, and his lungs stung from the cold. Frost clung to the metal frame of his bike, and the seat felt like a block of ice. His feet and hands were cold because he'd outgrown his boots over the summer, and he couldn't find his gloves that morning. Kyle liked to V his fingers and draw them to his mouth as if holding a cigarette, then exhale breath that looked like smoke. He did it now while he waited. It made him feel sophisticated. The prairie, as far as he could see, was punctuated by natural gas flares next to oil pumper units. The pumpers had heads like grasshoppers, and they bobbed up and down. The flares made what was once grassland look like a big city, although Kyle chose to think of those flames out there as Indian campfires. He liked that idea that the prairie looked the same as it had when the Sioux and Cheyenne were around. Between where Kyle was on the bluff and the flares out on the prairie was the Missouri Breaks. 
The iced-over river steamed in the cold. Kyle had a plan, and it involved that big river. Two sets of headlights blasted out of the darkness to the south on the highway from Watson City. At first, they looked joined together, nose to tail. Then the second car swung alongside the first car, and they were neck and neck.